0: and welcome to the Homeschooling Family Podcast by Teach Them Diligently. Here, we discuss marriage, parenting, discipleship, homeschooling, and everything else that comes into play when you're following God's plan for your family. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and on today's podcast, I'm joined by Ryan Fast with Teen Missions. We'll be talking about how God can use the teenage years to really set a path of service and a heart for God and people within our children. I think you'll both be encouraged and challenged. I am so glad you're here. So let's dive right in. I am so excited to have Ryan Fast here to talk this morning. Ryan is with Teen Missions International, who has partnered with us this year to do our teen program and our children's program. And I know in Nashville, the kids just loved it, uh, or the teenagers especially just really, really loved that content. The Lord did a great thing. And I'm so excited to have Ryan here today. So Ryan, welcome. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are in, in relation to teen missions and that kind of thing? And then we'll jump into talking about how God is working through this.
1: You bet, Leslie. First off, thank you very much. It's, it's kind of good to be here and be a part of uh, this event. What an exciting kind of opportunity to do a virtual event. So I work for Team Missions International. I have been a missionary with them for the last 10 years. My primary job is I handle all of the promotional and recruiting opportunities for Team Missions. And basically, what that means is I get to travel all over the United States. I speak preach, and challenge teens to be on mission for the Lord. Mm. I'm in and out of Christian schools. I'm in homeschool co-ops. I'm in a lot of youth groups, churches, things of that nature, and just partnering and working uh, with, the, with the parents, with the youth pastors, and obviously with the teens to just get that gospel message out there, kind of what does it look like to live a great commission lifestyle, and uh, to be a witness for the Lord all around the world. So,
0: we we love partnering with Team Missions because the heart of what we're doing to equip parents and what they're doing to really excite teens and get them equipped and ready to go out just go hand in hand so, so well. So we're thrilled to be able to join forces with you guys. We were talking earlier about how really in both of our lives, God started leading us quite a bit in our teen years, in those years that the world would have us would want us to believe our kind of wasted years that, you know, you're going to struggle with your kids, the rebellion, all that stuff. And yet God does mighty works during those years. Would you share with us a little bit of your testimony of how God got your heart during that time and how that kind of led you to where you are today?
1: Absolutely. So I started, so full disclosure here, uh, my parents started homeschooling my sister and I uh, back in the early, early 80s. So we were kind of on the front line of the homeschooling movement. And uh, very early on, my father had told us that, you know, missions is a part of our curriculum as homeschoolers. Now, I didn't know exactly how that was going to work its way out. But, you know, was a part of growing up in a homeschooling environment, I was encouraged to read the Bible, study it for myself, all of that good stuff. And I began to read these verses that clearly said go go into all the world and make disciples and i wonderful home great parents great godly older sister you know all of that good stuff and uh what happened for me though was i i started getting this urge like i'm reading all these things but growing up in a christian environment growing up in a, a great church and all that stuff I had honestly very limited contact with people who needed the gospel, right? Because I was just around a lot of disciples. And uh, so I got this urge, this burden in my heart. Like, how do I, what do I need to do to kind of get out there and, and engage in that? And I looked for opportunities through my church, you know, those things. But uh, what happened one day, and this, it was a single event that completely was to radically alter and change my life, was my my best friend at the time, his older sister, one day came up to me and she handed me a brochure. And it was a brochure for Teen Missions International. And it was just like all of these mission trips. And I remember she said to me, hey, you should go on one of these. You should check them out. She had been on one before. They were a homeschooling family, too. You know, all of that. You know how homeschoolers are. We network like crazy, right? You know. <laughs> and um, so I, I, I opened this thing up. And I'm not kidding you. Like, I immediately was like, I am going on that trip right there. Like, I saw this thing. And I I walked over to my dad. He was sitting in the kitchen at the time. And I said, Dad, guess what I'm going to do this summer? And he's like, I don't know. What are you going to do this summer? You know, and and I said I'm going to go on a mission trip to Switzerland. I know the land of cheese and chocolate. Yeah, it sounds I, rough.
0: They're there <laughs> worse places.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, and my dad, very pragmatic individual, kind of looks at me and he's like, "Hey Ryan, so how are you going to pay for that, right?" <laughs> you know, and uh, I just look at my dad. I'm like, now I tell all the kids when I when I tell them this story, I'm like. Don't respond the way I responded to my dad. It may have been a little (laughs) irreverent, but I kind of looked at my dad and I said, Dad, where's your faith? You know? And and my father's like, Oh, well, okay. (laughs) You know? And of course, about 15 minutes later, after I read through the literature, I was like, Hey, Dad, I need a check to kind of register for the team, you know? And thus the dialogue, you know, kind of began. But that was the start of something just incredible in my life. The whole process of raising the support going to my pastors, notifying them what God to put on my heart, this opportunity, all of the, even the, I look back on that now, and there are people who supported me on that very first mission trip that are still supporting me today as a full-time missionary. They started investing then, if that makes sense. And um, by the end of that summer, I knew that this burden, this urging that the Lord had given me was one that was going to be kind of lifelong. It wasn't something that was ever going to go away, that God, even as a teenager, was working in my heart to become a missionary. And I had an amazing experience. Um, if you want still an amazing experience, I would tell you, um, Western Europe is one of those places that desperately needs the gospel. Yes. It is an overlooked mission field on so many, in so many ways. Yeah. And uh, so I was really glad that the Lord took me on that. And, you know, just walking away from that summer, knowing that I was being led into missions, you know, by vocation, I didn't know the when, what, where, when, how. I just knew that was what the Lord was leading me to do. I immediately signed up and went on another trip the next summer. But this time I went to the literally uttermost ends of the earth. I went to Papua New Guinea.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Uh, Yeah. And, uh, you know, 126 degrees in the shade, malaria infested swamp. Helping build a hospital, you know, where there was like literally no medical facilities for well over a hundred mile radius. Working alongside of a Wycliffe Bible translator with the local church there, just completely, you know, kind of the other end of the spectrum when it came to to missions and stuff. And both of those um, experiences for me were the catalyst uh, on on two different levels. One to become a missionary, but on the other, understanding that missions is is something that demands a lot it requires sacrifice um if you're gonna you're gonna be engaged in, i don't care where or how you're engaged in it and that it's 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 not something that you just kind of oh on a whim decide it's something that the lord leads you to go and do and be a part of
0: yeah no question and you know honestly and i most people you know i haven't shared this with a lot of people but the lord did a very similar work in my life when i was a teenager Actually, when I was a little, I was a very young teenager, maybe even before I was a teenager, the Lord just really put it in my heart that he wanted me to serve him vocationally somehow. And in my teen years, I ended up working for two summers in high school at a camp. I continued working at that Christian camp in college. And just the way that God worked in my own heart through those experiences of serving, I know I grew up way more than my campers did because God teaches you. It's like when you're a parent, you know, God is working in me as a parent as he's teaching me the things to pass on to my children. Well, that's how it is on a mission trip or on, you know, if you're doing camp work or whatever, it's amazing how God will work in your life. And, you know, that desire that he planted in me when I was young it, I would have never imagined that what he was actually calling me into was a ministry to families. And we actually have a, a mission board that we work with as well that is actually in Europe working um, through businesses, missions. And the Lord is doing great things there. But like you said, it is an overlooked place. But it's so exciting to see how God does get a hold of young people's hearts and how how important that is for them as they're you know kind of guy or making their path for where they go ahead. It's really, really informs their decisions so much.
1: Yeah, that's, that's truly incredible. I mean, I, I I remember distinctly probably one of the biggest surprises for me when I came back from my first mission trip. So I was, uh, it was the summer I turned 16. So I was 15 years old, you know, kind of going into it. I remember I couldn't believe how blessed I was. Like I thought I was going to go to be a blessing, but I felt overwhelmed by that and, and the other thing, I guess, for me that really stood out is how the decisions that you make as a teenager, they really are lifelong ones. They can have, a, or I should say, they have a lifelong impact. Yep. And you, you just, you got to remember that as a as a teenager. And, and I am like relearning that as a parent yeah. now, just watching the decisions that even my kids are making, uh, informed ones, you know, guided by me, of course, you know, but but uh, I'm just blown away with this. Like, yeah, I know that's going to play its way out, you know, much, much later in your life. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I can I share one story with Please. you, Leslie? Absolutely. For that. Okay. Um, so I'll go to my second summer. Uh, again, it was the summer I turned 17 and I, I've already told you, Papua New Guinea, really hot, humid. I think we were two degrees from the equator. Okay. Just to set the environment for you and um building this hospital and i uh i remember when we got there of course we're in a tribal environment so just think national geographic special right (laughs) you know just really uh, everything is different Mm -hmm. there and um and so I remember my team, I was I was with a group of 24 teenagers on the team. I remember meeting this little boy when we were there, and he was running around uh, wearing a shirt. Uh, he was about seven years old. He showed all the signs of, you know, malnutrition, right? Bloated tummy, you know, orange tinged hair, all of that kind of stuff. And so wrestling with that, you know, for the first time as a Westerner, just being encountering yeah. truly abject poverty. That in and of itself is, is just a story of itself, right? But, but I remember this shirt. I don't know why, but my team was just caught up in the fact that this little kid was running around in the shirt and, um, and it was dirty, it was stinky, it was holy, you know? And I remember in my internal dialogue inside my head thinking to myself, man, why doesn't that kid put on a different shirt, you know? Or why doesn't he wash this shirt at least, you know? Or something like that, right? And, uh, and all, you know, I, I didn't just see him one day I didn't just see him at the end of the week. We were there the whole summer, right? And and it's really, really, I, I can't stress that enough. It's very, very different uh, the type of mission trips you can go on when you go for like a week, right. Versus you're there, say, for five or six weeks. Um, and I was there for five or six weeks. And so, you know, week after week after week that I was there, I saw this, had this encounter with this kid, and and we built a relationship with this kid, many other, you know, people in from the tribe we were with. And, um, but it was still just a mystery to me my brain could never fully wrap itself around what is, what does this look like, you know, for, to just be wearing the same shirt day after day. Cause right. I had a whole duffel bag right. Right, full of clothes yeah. back in my head, you know, and, um, towards the end of the summer, our missionary who had been in there for, you know, whatever, 25 years, um, her name was Shirley. She came to us, our team and she said, yeah, I know she really liked this kid. And I and I've kind of seen you guys talking about his shirt and you know things of that nature. And she said, You guys need to understand something about him. He uh he loves that shirt. It's it's probably his prized possession. Mm. That shirt represents his entire wardrobe, and he is very content and he is very happy with that shirt. And you know, of course, at this point, right, my brain and my Western mindset is just exploding, right? I'm just like, what? And, um, and you have to choose to respond to that. And, and the counsel we were given, and it's one I hold to to this day, which is pity doesn't really do anybody any good. If you're going to be engaged and involved, you know, in missions and ministry, you need to build a relationship and uh, you need to work with those who are there, who are doing the sustainable missions. And so, you know, myself and pretty much everybody on my team, uh, you know, towards the end of the summer, we, we took our duffel bags. And we dumped those out, and we we gave our clothes to our missionary, right and we just said, "Hey, we know somebody can use them more than us. Can you please take these and and distribute them as you see fit and of course she was very grateful, and yes, I will do that. She had kind of a thrift store type of thing going on where she could distribute them to the people in need and and whatnot, but that's the start of the story, but let me tell you it is nowhere close to the end of that story because you know, I get home, and of course, it's kind of weird because I'm traveling home with pretty much an empty duffel bag, except for a few brochures. And I, I, I get off the plane, and my dad, you know, he meets me there at the at the gate, and he's like, "Hey, how you doing? Great, you know." And and uh, and and he says, "So, where's your, you know, where's your luggage?" And I'm like, "Well, there's really there's not much, you know, <laughs> in terms of luggage." He's like, "You know, kind of what happened? Oh, gave it away, you know, type of deal." And but I got home and I walked into my room. And, and for me, this is actually where the story begins. I closed the door and, and I walked up to my closet and I opened up my closet. And what do you think I saw there? But a bunch of clothes, yep. right? And I remember I turned over and I opened up my chest of drawers. And what do I see in there? But a bunch of clothes, right? And I remember crying out to Jesus just in the privacy of my room right there and saying, Lord, Why do I have so much and some people have so little things? And uh, just there in my room, we had a little conversation, uh, what I like to call a come to Jesus conversation, (laughs) because it was Jesus. And uh, Jesus, you know, just said, Ryan, you know, none of those things really belong to you. Hmm. They all belong to me. And Ryan, all I really want you to do is be a conduit for my love. Ryan, this isn't the last time I'm going to ask you to dump out your duffel bag. (laughs) I'm going to ask you to do it again and again. And are you willing to do that? And um, so now, seriously, fast forward, like, so this is, I'm 17 years old. Fast forward now, I'm in my early 30s, happily married, um, kid number two on the way. I am, I have a master's degree in structural engineering. I'm making six figures, building roads and bridges all over the Western United States. And um, the Lord came into my wife and mine's life, and he basically said, hey, here's the deal. It's time to put aside the career. It's time to go out and raise support and become a missionary, and I want you to go work for Team Missions. And I remember very distinctly in that moment of just like, you know, it's very clear God is asking us to do this, that the Lord was actually looking at me and saying, hey, I want you to dump out your duffel bag. Mm. And so that's what I mean when I say you, you can't minimize the decisions and the ways that the Lord works in your life as a teenager. Yep. Because that particular series of events that he set up in my life, you know, made it honestly very easy for me to put aside the things that, you know, our Amer- – I mean, I had everything the American dream could ask for, right? But it was very easy for me to say, oh, time to dump out the yep. duffel bag? Let's go. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, well, and you mentioned earlier, actually, when you were kind of telling your story back before even these mission trips, that just you alluded to being insulated. You know, you, you were surrounded by Christian kids and, and Christian families. And as, as parents, we're pretty careful about that. We want our kids to be close to other believers, um, especially while they're young and they're kind of shaping their worldview and their faith. But the downside of that is our view is so limited and we don't want our children to have a limited view of the world, of what Jesus is doing in the world, of the needs of the world. And that is really how trips like this and, and just shifting your focus outwardly can can so fundamentally change your worldview. I mean, even you know in our family, my two oldest are boys and we have taken mission trips as a family. we've you know been to Poland several times. We've done other things, and just the interaction with people there we worked at a camp in Poland, and you know those those memories and those relationships are just incredible. But even here, as my guys have gotten older, and the Lord has really given them a burden for people and a love for people. It's been amazing to step back and see as they go into our city and everywhere else, just taking the gospel. Camden traveled on a basketball mission team where they went into parks and just tried to invite guys in and, and really building relationships that way. That fundamentally changed the way that he sees the world. But as a mom, what it did for me is it stretched me from wanting to shelter and and really protect, to really hold them back because they're my babies, to recognizing they're God's and they are in his hands. And God has created these guys to be bold witnesses for him. And I can't hold them back. And so as a mom, it's a huge stretch, too. And it's a faith builder and it's exciting. And so, you know, I just that's my experience as God has stretched the full out of me because every part of me, even though both of my guys are much bigger than me, every part of me wants them to be my babies, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that is so true. I, I try to, when I talk with students, especially with the homeschool community, because, you know, that's my background, right? I really identify with it. I always try to let the students know. I'm like, listen you it's going to take more faith on the part of your parents to let you go and do something like this you know and you need to be aware of that don't be surprised if they're hesitant or if they tell you no maybe maybe it's going to take a little while (laughs) for god to to do that work and i i I had the same thing i mean my so i have a i have a 14 year old i have an 11 year old and then i have a seven year old and uh my 14 year old now has he has been on four mission trips independent of my wife and I. Mm. And uh, so when we're off leading these teams with team missions, he's been off doing his own team. And let me tell you the first time I, he went out, he went out on one of our preteen teams. So he was 11 years old. Yeah. Was my heart jumping up in my throat? Was, you know, <laughs> was, was I kind of going, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I get that. It's, um, a, it's but an act I, of
0: the I, will for the parent really to just lay down our will on this cuz we want in our heads we and our, even in our hearts we want them to be on mission we want them to grow and spread their wings that's what i've oh it's what i've trained my kids for but oh that moment of actually saying yes is i mean that's an act of the will for the parent too
1: it's a step of faith it is. for for us <laughs> you know, and, and I have my 11 year old wanting to go on a mission trip this summer. My you daughter, you yeah, over. <laughs> that's my daughter,
0: my two like, girls. What? are, Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. Daughters, daughters do seem like they they are the harder ones to like, although I, I was very fortunate. I got to cut my teeth on boys. So I think that's really helped me recognize, you know, God is in control of them. He will also be in control of my girls, but it is it is yep. a little different with girls, that's for sure.
1: So. It is, it is, especially with dad, especially with dad. Oh, I'm because sure because dads are protective, right? Oh, yeah. we're, we're super protective. You know? so, oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, Ryan, we you guys did our team or are are doing our teen program? Did it in Nashville? You'll be doing it, Lord willing, for our future events. And, and you all have been kind enough and gracious enough and awesome enough to record some content for the teens that's going to start going out next week. So can you give all of our families and the teens in particular a little headline as to what they can expect in the days ahead?
1: Sure. I'd be delighted. First off, I'll just tell you, teen missions, our, our mantra is training tomorrow's missionary today. And so on every kind of level, um, our hope and prayer, whenever we interface with teens and their families and their churches, is to be able to kind of see that happen, to raise up a generation that is focused on, that is very missional. Mm. And so our theme for the conference is a generation of change. And we draw scripturally, yeah, from uh, Psalm 24, verses three through six, where it talks about it talks about who who is that next. What does that next generation look like? Who are we really in Christ? So that's the kind of foundation that we're building this year's conference on, and we've done our best to try to bring in um, speakers and content that relate directly to that. So you'll get to I'm, you'll get to hear from Team Missions into things. You will get to hear from myself and from one of our Bible teachers. Her name is Linda Mahar, and we're just we're dialing in on Scripture. We're really trying to bring those uh, you know, missions into their context, and we'll be really engaged in that. Linda specifically, she's been with the Ministry of Team Missions since, I believe, like 1978, 79 uh, as okay. a team member. She's been at it for a long time, and she's, she's taught in our Bible school down in Florida. She is really good at just bringing it right down to pragmatic. Here's what it can look like nice. if you go and do that. Not to mention, she has some just crazy stories <laughs> from the mission field. Um, that are just hilarious and, and whatnot, and fun to, fun to listen to. So anyways, uh, I think between the two of us, we do four different workshops that'll be uh, focused on that. And then um, the other person we're bringing in is uh, Dr. Paul Vite, who uh, runs a, a ministry up, it's actually based in Maine, mm-hmm. and it's called Declaring God, God's Wonders. He is a creation scientist, presents a very wonderful biblical view of creationism. But at his heart, he is an evangelist, an absolute evangelist. And I have never seen anybody who is as good as he is at taking literally the first 11 chapters of the Bible and presenting them as not just plausible, but true. Awesome. And using the stories and the accounts of creation from discussions about being an image bearer of God To, you know, dinosaurs, Neanderthals, all of those different, you know, topics and how they are in scripture and how that relates. Um, He's also a total fossil nerd. He has uh, the largest collection of legally made, he stresses that, legally (laughs) made dinosaur footprints um, in the world. He has a huge collection of those, and uh, so Dr. Paul, like the kids, love him. They absolutely love listening to him. He's known as the Dino Pastor, nice. is what he's known as. And we have three different ones of his presentations going up. Um, and I and I would just I would say this to everybody: in terms of content, we've worked really hard to make these workshops very family oriented yes. and very family friendly, um, including at the end of each one. Having at least three kind of discussion question questions, so if anybody who wants to see this and kind of watch it, I would encourage you watch it as a family with your teens um, and then just plan on having maybe a half hour discussion afterwards uh, just kind of rehashing and going over the stuff because that 's what we kind of try to do is provide a place in the what we 're calling the virtual teen conference to do that and yeah. cover that material and have some good engaging discussions, you know, kind of online afterwards.
0: Yeah, it's it's really been exciting to see a lot of people have commented how they are watching this as a family, and they'll shoot it up on their Apple TV or whatever, and they're watching a lot of content. And that's really why, as we're about to launch into your all stuff next week, I really wanted you to come on, because, um, you know, if I was a mom that wasn't on this side of of the camera, I would be like, yeah, let's do this. Let's get into this. And I would be probably as excited for me personally to dive in as making sure that my kids were. So I I really just wanted to get this out there so that everybody could see. This will challenge your thinking because a lot of times, as as you know, even those of us, I, I asked a question in our Facebook party about what our families are doing to be on mission. And it was amazing, like this huge thread of stuff. That, that popped in, but there, were, there are hundreds and hundreds, and actually there are like 6,000 families that are involved in this conference. And a lot of us are so busy doing other things that we miss the mission that's right there. And I think it'll be really challenging for all of us to key in on this since I mean, God has stopped the He stopped everything. We aren't busy in that same way anymore. So it's a great time to really focus in on what He has called each one of us to do inside our families and equipping our kids and being faith filled enough to send them out, but also looking outside at what you know God has placed someone right there that I need to to minister to and. You know, he's actually bringing them out in their yards a lot more right now. So a lot more opportunities.
1: You know, something my wife and I have observed in the midst of, you know, you know, just life right now and the quarantine and being more at home is how simple our lives have become. I know. And how where the ministries are that are sitting right in front of yep. us. Uh, it's easy to see them right now, isn't it?
0: It really is. It's it, There's a lot of good that I think is being revealed through all of this that we were moving so fast, maybe we we're missing. So, Ryan, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you want, before we go, I'm going to link to a lot of stuff and definitely in, you know, when we start putting up the virtual teen program, I'll give a lot more information. But, you know, if if the parents and the the kids that are listening right now do want to try to get involved in a mission trip that's upcoming, what do you all have? And I know everything is kind of weird right now, but uh, assuming that the Lord allows everything to go forward as planned, what does this summer look like as far as opportunities and how can people get connected to you guys?
1: Sure, you bet. Well, obviously the first place I would encourage people to go is to our website, uh, which is at teenmissions, and that's missions with an S dot com. And uh, you can go online right there. There's a, we call it a go page, a go tab right at the top of the page. You can click on that and you can read all about the mission trips that we're offering this summer. We have mission trips for both teenagers and for preteens. So that's kind of our breakdown in terms of ages. You can also go onto our Facebook site and uh, you can follow us there. We do a lot of postings up there. So um, yeah, so those, that's the place I would encourage you to, to kind of start and uh, and follow us from there. Um, we have a lot of good content. We have a YouTube site, Instagram, other stuff. Of course, you can follow us there. So that's, that's where I would encourage you to do. And um, if you wanna sign up for our newsletters, that's probably one of the best things you can do because that'll get you on our regular list and uh, you can do that right on our website. Um, the other thing I wanna make sure that we mention is if you click on our resource page on our website, um, we are actually building some stuff specific to homeschoolers. Oh, good. And uh, we have, uh, yeah, we have some free downloads, um, you know, some, uh, we have things like the Roman road and some different things you can use to train your kids as to how to share their faith that are right there on that homeschool resource page. We've also started collecting some really good articles from people from our ministry who have homeschooled and whatnot. So again, go to, if you go to the teen missions resource page, just scroll down to the bottom page, click on resources, um, you'll be able to, to see that stuff. And we're actually hoping to kind of roll out some more material here over the next few weeks, uh, that will hopefully be some, some more good content for homeschoolers. I'll tell you about 50% of the kids that come with our organization during the summer come from a homeschool background. So, um, they'll, they'll be amongst their networks. Let me promise you. (laughs) They'll they'll be with with their their people. Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> all right well thank you so much ryan for for joining us and you know bearing with us through the technical difficulties of getting connected here so um it's always a joy to talk to you it's always exciting to focus in again on what god is doing in the world and in our teenagers so i hope that those of you that joined us are equally excited and ready to go check out team missions international and all the opportunities that they have there so thanks so much ryan
1: Thank you for the opportunity, Leslie. You're
0: welcome. We will see you all later. Have a great weekend with your family. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you on site at one of our many events each year and throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Go to www.teachthemdiligently.net forward slash podcast to get more details and resources to encourage and equip your family. While you're there, you can also pick up the show notes and additional information from today's show. It's our daily prayer that God will encourage and equip your family through Teach Them Diligently, and we'd love to hear from you. Send us a note or share your stories with us on social media with the hashtag WeTTD. God is doing great things within His families all around the world, and we would love to celebrate that with you. We'd also love to have you join us by subscribing to our podcast and then sharing it with a friend who could use a little encouragement as they too follow God's plan for their family. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and I look forward to visiting with you again real soon.